it's time for the Rutherford County High School Football Show. Today's show is brought to you by Web Aesthetic Plastic Surgery and Med Spa, your hometown plastic surgeon that has been voted your favorite for the last several years. Dr. Webb and staff are honored to wish you a safe and successful football season. Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. The Yard Sale Store, where all items are up to 90% off. Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage. If you're buying, building, or refinancing your home in Rutherford County, give him a call at 615-596-2006. Garbison Construction, they have been impacting and investing in people's lives in Rutherford County for nearly three decades, providing quality construction services for additions, remodels, and new construction on residential and commercial projects. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. And now, from Toots Restaurant in Murfreesboro, please welcome the hosts of the Rutherford County High School Football Show, Murfreesboro Post Sports Editor Monty Hale and Nick Gould. Good morning and welcome to the Rutherford County High School Football Show. I'm Nick Gould and alongside me is Murfreesboro Post Sports Editor Monty Hale. We're here at Toots Restaurant on Broad Street in Murfreesboro to give you everything you need to know about high school football for all 11 teams here in Rutherford County. We're now halfway through the regular season, and wow, it just seemed to fly by. By the end of this week, all teams will have played region games in hopes of making the playoffs. Today, let's recap all eight Rutherford County games played last Friday and take a look at how those results affected the standings. We also have an interview with Seagull quarterback Thomas Santel and another interview with Eagleville head coach Floyd Walker. We will, we will be announcing this week's Player of the Week and previewing next week's matchups. Monty will make picks for all nine of the Rutherford County games, including our selected Rutherford County Game of the Week. Rutherford County Football Show is presented by Web Aesthetic, your hometown plastic surgeon who has been voted your favorite for the last several years. Dr. Webb and staff are honored to wish you a safe and successful football season. PCA took to Floyd Stadium on Thursday night and beat Grundy County 20-14. This PCA segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Got their first ever, uh, sorry, their second ever 11-man win at MTSU on Thursday. Uh, Herder went to overtime. They had 224 total yards on offense, 149 through the air, and 75 on the ground. I like the way this team has come into uh, 11-man football and had some early success. Yeah, they, um, <coughs> they um, made the quantum leap this year, and it is a big leap when you were playing eight-man football and you know you can look back um several years many years ago when blackman opened its doors um they played a uh jv schedule that year they didn't play a varsity schedule they've thrown these kids to the fire uh, so to speak and um they've responded really nicely winning you know they won two of their last three um they were outmatched only in one game um, this year, really, uh, their record could easily be four and one. Um, but you know, they're right where um, I know their coach, LeBron Ferguson, pretty well, and he's he's pretty ecstatic where this team is. I think if you looked back to what they were envisioning, they're probably ahead. They're ahead of what they thought they would be. I think. Yeah. I think there's no question about that, and. Uh, it's only going to get better for them, you know. You find ways to, they're finding ways to win, and sometimes that's the biggest thing. Is you got to learn how to win. Well, they've learned how to win. They, in in this instance, a very close game, which the first couple of weeks uh, they weren't able to do that. So they're getting better every week, and um, uh, I just like the job that LeBron and his staff are doing out there. Seems like they're playing even better at home in the in the big stadium. You know, they they like that, don't they? Yeah, that's a big thrill for a a kid to play on the on the turf at MTSU. And um, you know, for years every school did. Every school played on it. Told once Siegel and Blackman um, when they opened, everybody started getting their own stadiums. Hmm. Um, but you know. Back in the day, as the old heads, old hats will say, um, they um, played at MTSU. And maybe some of those kids will, will get to play uh, at that stadium later on in their careers. Never know. You never know. 
That's our PCA segment brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Stewart's Creek hosted their first region game of the year against Cane Ridge on Friday and came out on top 28-13. to The Stewart's Creek segment is brought to you by Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage. If you're buying, building, or refinancing your home in Rutherford County, give them a call. Stewart's Creek had success on the ground with 250 rushing yards and three touchdowns. The other touchdown came from defense with Garrell Wilson's pick six. Monty, this is big for the Red Hawks with their first ever victory over Cane Ridge. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this last week. Since I remember, Cane Ridge has always finished first. Smyrna's always finished second. A little different this year. And, um, you know, Cane Ridge is, is obviously struggling, rebuilding. But till you beat that team on the field, um, you can't really, you can't say you're a favorite or anything like that. That was a team they had to beat, and they went out and did so at home. Uh, they're, and that sets up for a huge one coming up with Antioch, uh, who's been a big surprise. So um, somebody else is more than likely is going to win that uh, region this year, and Stewart's Creek is set in good shape, but so is Antioch, so is Smyrna, um, you know, by virtue of its win last week. But... MTCS, they've got some very talented kids. I mean, um, Stewart's Creek. Creek yeah. they got some very talented kids. Um, you know, you've got the kid going to Pittsburgh. You've got two really good running backs. you got a quarterback that's doing a nice job. Yeah, um, o- Ote and Jordan were, were splitting carries. I know Ote was out earlier in the year. Yeah. But, you know, it looks like he's coming back strong. He's and back. That's a, you get a, that's a one-two punch yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's our Stewart's Creek segment brought to you by Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage. If you're buying, building, or refinancing your home in Rutherford County, give them a call. MTCS continues their undefeated season with a blowout victory at home against Webb. They took care of business as usual by a margin of 56-6. to This MTCS segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Yates Garen threw one touchdown to Briggs Boyd. Eli Wilson had a big day with 228 rushing yards, three touchdowns, and a big 72-yard kickoff return. Brooks Jones and Shai Murphy each had a touchdown as well. Owen White had eight tackles on the day, and Jackson Highfill and Brooks Jones each had seven. Highfill and Gabe Howell each had interceptions as well. MTCS breeze through the first half of the season. Huh, Monty? Yeah, they really have. You know, their they're they're season opener at Columbia Academy went to overtime, double overtime. Uh, it was a very good game, but since then they've just they've crushed everybody they played and setting up for a big, big game. You're against, excited about that uh, friendship, yeah? <laughs> You're excited about that friendship, Christian? I game, think aren't that's you? <laughs> and I think that's the, the Division Two game of the week in the state. Yep. Uh, this week and um, but yeah, I mean Eli Wilson, nothing surprising there. I mean he's done it for three, four years. And, uh, you know, what, what's amazing is, you know, he's racking up 228 yards on eight carries. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and that, you know, that speaks volume about his offensive line, too. They're, they're getting holes for him, and then when he, get, when he hits them, he's gone. It's crazy to me. You, you look at their stats, and they got a bunch of touchdowns, a bunch of yards, but it looks like they threw one. They threw one ball on Friday. You know, they, they don't. And have it was very a touchdown play. pass. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah. whatever play they run, they, they get in the end zone and they go back on defense. You know. <laughs> hey, if you can run it, and they can't stop it, you know, as coaches say, three thing. If you throw the ball, three things can happen. Only one of them's good. So, <laughs> you know. So just keep running the ball. Just keep running it. This MTCS segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Siegel took to the road on Friday and traveled to Hendersonville High School. It was a back-and-forth game all night, and the Stars couldn't get the last score they needed to force overtime. Final score was Hendersonville 28, Siegel 21. The Siegel segment is brought to you by Garbison Construction, who provides quality construction services for additions, remodels, and new construction on residential and commercial projects here in Rutherford County. Thomas Santel threw for 149 yards and a touchdown. He also had 218 yards on the ground and another two touchdowns. Caleb Watson hauled in uh, 77 yards through the air with a touchdown. 
Quentin Groves and Corinth Waiters led the team in tackles with 11 apiece. Groves also accounted for an interception on the day. Monty, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, about the type of game I thought it'd be, although I had Siegel winning by seven, I think. Um, two pretty evenly matched teams from an offensive standpoint. Uh, you know, the Coach Renshaw at Siegel said, you know, basically came down. Uh, we made mistakes at key times that they didn't, and he goes, it basically cost us the ball game. But, you know, I don't think it's, it's just a little hiccup for Siegel. Uh, you know, I think they'll bounce back. Um, you know, they're, they're, you know, they've already won a region game, and you know, you get you get two region wins, you're probably going to get in the playoffs, and so certainly if you get three, you will. Uh, so you know, I, I think all their goals are still set for them out there. Yeah, and I know it's tough. They get this brand new turf field, and then they travel to Hendersonville, and they're playing on grass, and it's just not. Not the same surface they're used to, and I think that can maybe affect their uh, their play out there. Well, you know, you feel faster on the turf. I think you know football still football, um, but you know you're they haven't played that many games, you know, on it to date. But you know, if you practice on it, and you know, it it's there's a comfort level with it. Yeah, I think just playing at homes. A comfort zone you know that game's played in Siegel even if it were on grass I think probably Siegel wins it was just a, a typical home win for a good team you know Hendersonville's got a good team yep. and uh, it's you, when you go on the road you, you've got to play at your best you can't you know you can't make mistakes uh, at all because football games are hard to win and are hard to win anyway and especially road games are hard to win so, and that's what Siegel fell victim to. I was actually at the game on Friday night and was fortunate enough to get an interview with Siegel quarterback Thomas Santel. Let's go to that right here. We're here at Hendersonville High School. I'm with Thomas Santel, quarterback of Siegel High School. Thomas, I know it was a tough loss today, but we're not yet into region play. This, this kind of loss can help prepare you for uh, what lies ahead. I know we got Blackman next week. How strongly do you feel about capturing the region this year and doing something special for Siegel High School. Uh, we're definitely going to take this loss. Uh, we're going to learn from it and fix what we need to fix. And going to Blackman, we already have one region win actually. We beat Coffee County last week, so we're going to go and then we're going to go out and do what we need to do against Blackman. You've done something special here on the ground as well through the air. You're a very dynamic player. Do you feel uh, hopeful going into maybe a Mr. Football contention? Uh, I, that, that's been one of my goals for a while to win Mr. Football. I've been talking about that since I was a sophomore in high school. But uh, really, I, what, the first thing on my list is winning, uh, winning games with this team, uh, making the playoffs and doing something the team hasn't done in a while. But Mr. Football would definitely be a, um, a great achievement. I do hear the uh, student section back home, you know, in Murfreesboro chanting Tommy Football. They really believe in you to kind of make that make that leap. But I know you are, you know, an unselfish player. You, you say, hey, you know, let's put the team team on my back and let's do something special for Siegel and, and make the playoffs and, and do all that. So, anyway, uh, moving on, uh, are you looking at anywhere next year for uh, for college? I know you talked about MTSU might be looking at you, Suwanee. What are your uh, thoughts? I'm going to Suwanee uh, tomorrow, and I also am visiting Carson Newman. Campbellsville, Rhodes College, I think that's it right now. Um, I would really love to go to MTSU, but I'm grateful for all the people going there. That's awesome. You know, we look forward to that uh, re region matchup next week. I know y'all handled Coffee County pretty well. They're kind of the, the newcomer in, in the region, you know, and I don't know if they, they quite know what they got themselves into, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But Blackman's going to be a tough opponent. I know. They're what, you know, one and four on the season. I think they had uh, Oakland tonight. Uh, but, you know, looking forward to next week. Is there anything that you see to improve on? Uh, with myself, uh, staying level-headed and not letting my emotions get to uh, me. Because my team needs me and I can't be um, freaking out and losing my cool in the game. Um, timing with passing for sure and then uh, leading my team so we can all do that. Keep, stay level-headed and keep our focus on the game and 
keep a ton of defense. I will say one thing I did notice is every time Hendersonville scored, it seemed like y'all came back like that. Like it was, it was quick. It was awesome, you know, to see just kind of that recovery. You know, the defense might allow something, and then the offense, what, a minute-long drive, and boom. We're, we're back on the scoreboard. We're back tying it up. I saw you all late in the game, and it was tough to kind of get that last touchdown to put us into overtime. But other than that, uh, you all played, played a heck of a game, and, and uh, you know, we appreciate uh, looking out. Anything else you want to say real quick? Uh, didn't mean to put you on the spot, Thomas. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the low purpose of the That's awesome. I'm Nick Gould with Main Street Media here in Hendersonville. I'm Dr. Webb. I'm the owner and operator of Webb Aesthetic Plastic Surgery here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We offer services for both men and women, breast, body, and face for both. I meet with patients who are ready to schedule surgery. We talk about their pre-op appointments, what to expect before surgery, what to expect during and after surgery. We graduated medical school and nursing school the same day, and I had things that I believed in and stood by that I wasn't willing to compromise on. So when he came home, we had to discuss that we were on the same page with how we treated patients and staff. We want them to feel like they're part of our family. If you're looking for a great deal, look no further than the Yard Sale Store. Our locally owned and award-winning stores stocked with daily arrivals of new items at unbeatable prices. From housewares to sporting goods, flooring to furniture, we have everything you need. With our huge selection and discounts up to 90% off retail, you're sure to find exactly what you're looking for. Visit us today at one of our three convenient locations or check out our website, yardsalestore.com, to see our latest arrivals. I'm blessed, blessed through the blood of Christ, with a beautiful wife and family, to have served in the United States Navy, now serving the great town of Smyrna, and blessed that all of our boys went to Stewart's Creek. I'm Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage with over 20 years experience in mortgage lending. If you're buying your first house or your fifth, refinancing or building your dream home, please call or email me, or come see me at the South Lowry Branch. It would bless me to assist in financing your dreams. Why the Hawaiian shirt? Closing on your home is a celebration, not a business meeting. Go Hawks! What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call, to a technician that comes out who's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. Thanks for sticking with us as we continue to cover high school football here in Rutherford County. Eagleville was coming off two tough losses to begin region play, but shut out Hutland at home on Friday night, 35 to nothing. They're now one and two in region play and hope to keep momentum going into next week. This Eagleville segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Will Becker threw for 213 yards and also scored on the ground. Noah Lilly caught six passes for 109 yards and a touchdown. Eli Ferns and Noah Lane also found their way into the end zone. Brody Macklemore ran for 73 yards and a touchdown of his own. On defense, Beckett Pogue had an interception. Nolan Lane had six tackles and blocked a punt. And Marshall Spann led the team with seven tackles on the day. After back-to-back -back losses, this was uh, kind of a rebound the, ne the Eagles needed. Yeah, they needed. It was a big, big week out in Eagleville. They had their homecoming, and that's that town really rallies around that. So coaches worry about things like that, distractions. But Eagleville was not distracted. They went out and played a, a very crisp, very good game. And you know, you mentioned Will Becker. That was his first career start. He's just a sophomore, and what that does that allows them to move. Brody McLemore from quarterback to running back, and it gives them a deeper backfield. And now that they they thought the Becker kid by you know middle or toward the end of the season would be a viable option there at quarterback, and he's he played the week before quite a bit, but this was his first start, and he really handled it well. Yeah, I think they got him in the game last week and kind of tested him out and. Looks like he got the, the starting role, and, and yeah, like you said, it allows one of the other players to kind of utilize more on the ground, and seems to be working for the Eagles. Yeah, it did, it did certainly did last week against Huntland. They've got another 
tough one this week, so we'll see uh, how they fare. That's a tough region. It really is. Yeah. And it's it, a really established program. You know, they got Fayetteville City. They left that region, but, you know, you start picking up Cornersville and programs like that that have had a lot of success. I think it's as tough or tougher than it has ever been. And they got seven teams. I know most of the regions only have six, and yeah. that just adds a little bit more uh, complication there. That's our Eagleville segment brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Now let's get into our Rutherford County matchups from last week. We had three intercounty rivalry games, and all of the home teams came out on top by at least two touchdowns. Smyrna hosted Laverne, and the Bulldogs shut out the Wolverines 16-0. This Laverne and Smyrna recap segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee, and the Yard Sale Store, where all items are up to 90% off. Thomas Jones got on the board first for the Bulldogs with a rushing touchdown, and DJ Barksdale had the other one later in the game. LeBaron Knorr accounted for a field goal and an extra point, after his first PAT attempt was blocked. This was Smyrna's 24th straight win over the Wolverines. It wasn't pretty, but they got the job done. Yeah, they just take a win. You know, you're 0-4. You pretty ugly, polka-dotted. <laughs> they don't care. They just want to win. And, you know, it comes against um, a team, as we talked about last week, that they've really dominated over the years. And uh, that dominance continued. Uh, I know um, they have played pretty good defense, really, since the first week all season. It's, you know, they're just, they don't have a lot of offensive weapons. I mean, they've got a couple, um, but they've labored to score uh, for sure. Um, but, you know, uh, sometimes a win will spring board to, better things and I know that's what their coaching staff's hoping for. Yeah, I mean it seems like Laverne's got a decent defense, but you're not going to win many games if you if you don't score. Yeah, they're struggling too to score, so, you know, um I figured whoever got to maybe two touchdowns would win that game and of course it, it was close to that, so um I think um here Laverne you just go back to work. You still got opportunities out there as far as making that playoffs. You know, we talked about, we really talked about it last week about how wide open that region is, not just for to get into the playoffs, but to, but to win it. Yep, that's so. for sure. That's our uh, Laverne at Smyrna segment brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee, and the Art Sale Store, where all items are up to 90% off. Blackman traveled down the road to Oakland on Friday night for the first region games for both teams. Patriots came out on top by a wide margin, 42-7. to Blackman at Oakland recap segment is brought to you by the Yard Sale Store, where all items are up to 90% off. Dwayne Morris and Ashton Jones each had two touchdowns on the ground, and Craig Tutt and Patrick Freeman accounted for the other two. Tutt had 122 total yards, and Morris had 108. Freeman threw for 159 yards, Tut also led the Patriots on defense with eight tackles, one of them being a sack. Blackman's only score of the night was Carter Gregory's pass to Ethan Carson after a 70-yard kickoff return by Trey McGaffey. When Oakland is on, there really isn't much stopping them. No, and they've been on. I mean, their offense is it's very pre precision, I guess you would say. Um, I think Patrick Freeman, you know, has done a great job. Um, filling in for um, Coach Creasy's son, Schuyler, um, and, you know, gives them another option there at quarterback. You know, it could be a good battle. be interesting to see what happens. You know, some people say you don't lose your job to an injury. Some people say you can. That's going to be an interesting situation there. They may end up playing both of them. You know, you never know about a collarbone, which he broke, so he could be out you know, four to eight weeks, you know. You just, everybody heals differently. But Patrick Freeman stepped in. Uh, he's been a very accurate passer. And um, and then plus the one-two punch they have with Morris and Jones, it's it's hard for anybody to even come cl close to, to matching that, at least in this region. 
Yeah. I know Blackman uh, coming off their first win of the season, uh, traveling to Oakland. I mean, that's that's a tough matchup, but yeah. I mean, they they still they still got a, got a good team out there, and I, I think they can bounce back strong. You know, they that's a game where you 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 try to find points in the game where you played well. Okay, we did this well. Um, we didn't do this well, but we did this well, and you know. Um, Oakland's going to outman about everybody in this region. You know, of course, they got games still against Siegel, and they got, you know, Riverdale. But for the most part, I mean, they're Oakland, you know. And, you know, you mentioned the Tut kid. He's only a sophomore, and which is rare to see sophomores starting at Oakland. So that tells you how. Both sides of the ball. Yeah, tells you how special. Well, he's more of a backup on offense, but. You know, the game was well in hand, so they let him, you know, they put him in their offense. But he's really good on defense, and uh, I think some schools will be after him in the near future. That's our Blackman at Oakland recap segment brought to you by the Art Sale Store, where all items are up to 90% off. Our Rutherford County game of the week was Rockvale at Riverdale on Friday in a huge region rivalry game. Last year, the Rockets stunned the Warriors, I believe Riverdale was seeking some vengeance this year as they defeated uh, Rockville 41-6. The Rockville at Riverdale recap segment is brought to you by Moxie Pest Control, your neighborly pest service serving all of Middle Tennessee. Riverdale's Brock Montgomery hauled in a 72-yard pass from Braden Graham on the first play of the game. Isaiah Verser and Braylon Vanderbilt also had touchdowns. Jalen Thompson had a pick six for the Warriors and pretty much ended the game in the second quarter. Rockvale was able to get on the board late in the game with Brennan Mayhew's run. Monty, let's hear your thoughts on this one. Um, Riverdale had a very short memory. <laughs> they remember that game last year. And um, uh, they they played like a team that was, as you said, out for vengeance. I mean, from the get-go, you know, that game was over. Um, I picked Riverdale to win. I'm not surprised they won. I never would. I I was envisioning something, maybe seven to ten points. I was not envisioning um, that big of a a blowout. Uh, really surprised me. And you know, if you're Blackman, okay, got to go back to work. You know, their goals are still in front of them. Uh, so um, we'll see. Uh, they uh, uh, they're a, to me they're an enigma this year. You know, you feel like you get a little bit of a read on them, they're turning the corner, and then they have a bad game. Or they don't finish off on an opponent. They're kind of hard to figure out. Certainly a talented team, though. Rockville, yeah. They can beat, you know, most most anyone if it plays to its capability. But, you know, um, anybody can figure out how to get – 15 to 18 year olds to play up to their capability then they're they're a genius so you know <laughs> well and it's tough too you know the first play of the game touchdown and yeah. you know that that can kind of set set the tone early on it's it it can set the tone for the winner and the loser <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> that's our uh, riverdale rockvale recap segment brought to you by moxie pest control your neighborly pest service serving all of middle tennessee that concludes our recaps from last Friday's games. Stick with us as we take a mid-season look at the standings, select this week's Player of the Week, and hear from Eagleville head coach Floyd Walker right after the break. We offer services for both men and women, breast, body, and face for both. People come to plastic surgery offices because they want to improve something that they feel is a flaw in themselves. About 10 years ago, Our men's procedures were probably about 10% of what we did. Nowadays, it's more like 30 or 40%. Eyelid lifts, liposuction, and we even do hair transplants here. We are part of the community, and we want to be able to walk around and see faces in the community that we've made happy. When it comes to building or remodeling, you need a builder you can trust. Look no further than Garbison Construction. Voted one of Rutherford County's best builders, We deliver quality every time, from start to finish. As a locally owned company with decades of experience, we're proud to serve Rutherford and surrounding counties. Let us help make your dream a reality. Visit GarbisonConstruction.com to learn more. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. 
thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call, to a technician that comes out who's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. Thanks for sticking with us as we continue to cover some of the best football played in the state, right here in Rutherford County. We're halfway through the regular season already, and we're starting to see where some of these regions are beginning to shake out. First, we're going to take a look at Region 3. Oakland is off to a good start, winning their first region game of the year. Siegel suffered their first loss and are looking to uh, bounce back next week against Blackman. Riverdale also got off to a good start in region play and is in the top half of the region with Rockvale, Blackman, and Coffee County holding up the rear. Monty, is this about how you think the standings will end up by the end of the year? Oh, who knows? <laughs> good thing for Siegel, it was a non-district, I mean a non-region loss. So yep. They're still up there at 1-0. and um, I think, you know, I think Siegel and Riverdale are, are probably good bets to, to make the postseason. I think maybe that fourth spot's going to come down to Blackman and Rockville. Yeah, Coffee County, they're not off to such a good start in the region. No, they, they have a hard time putting points on the board. And, you know, I love great defense, but you got to score too. Yeah, and it, it'll be the top four, right? That, yes. That'll make it, yep. All right, now let's look at Region 5. Antioch sits on top with two region wins under their belt. Stewart's Creek and Smyrna were able to take care of business in their first region games. Laverne is leading the bottom third, and we'll have to battle it out with McGavick and Cane Ridge for that fourth playoff spot. Monty, we've been discussing how wide open we feel this region is. Still appeal, it still appears so for everyone, maybe other than Cane Ridge? Um, I don't think you you toss Smyrna aside, you know. Um, they've been very good in those rivalry games, you know. They're right down the road from each other. But I think, you know, I would certainly give the nod to Stewart's Creek right now as the favorite. But, you know, it's, that's based on, you know, total wins. Um, you know, Smyrna's played some good teams. I mean, you know, played Riverdale. You know, they played Ravenwood. I mean, they played a they played a really tough schedule. And, you know, um, McGavick, I don't think so. Uh, they're not very good this year. Antioch, without a doubt, the surprise yeah. thus far. You know, I think it turned everybody's head when they beat Cane Ridge. Well, and they started off, I think, 0-3, you know, in non-region play. They yeah. They come into the region, and they're just winning them left and right. They've, done, they've done a good job up there. They've got numbers. You know, I remember a few years ago, they did good to get 20 people to play at a school that big, and now they're up into the 50s and 60s. That's great. So they got kids participating. That's great. Let's switch gears and take a look at our 1A region. Eagleville was able to pick up their first region win of the year, which puts them in playoff spot currently looks like they might have to might have gotten the toughest opponents out of the way first but they'll have to win a few more games if they want to make the postseason yeah big game this week against um wayne county um probably come down to them too you know in cornersville they're all going to be battling for the third and fourth spot yeah yeah that you know, it stinks, you know, four teams in, three teams out, you know, different different from some of our other regions here. So it's definitely going to be a competitive end of the season here. Yeah. Moving on to Division Two, Friendship and MTCS have maintained undefeated records. The last I checked, the TSSAA does not allow for games to end in a tie. So someone's going to have to lose this week as MTCS hosts their co-leader this Friday. Yeah, name of the – in Division Two. Class A, the game of the week in the state, without a question. Um, I mean, they're 
mirror images of one another and how they've just gone, gone about their business this year and not being tested. That will be a whale of a game. You think this game will kind of decide who wins that region? Oh, no doubt. <laughs> no question. Yep. No question at all. Let's um, see. And PCA picked up their second win of the year, and we'll hope to get off on the right foot in the region at Kings Academy. Um, and that might, you know, determine who, who will get that that playoff. I think all of them will make it. Yeah. Um, it seems like I can't remember. It seems like all of those make the playoffs. I'm not sure about that, but I yeah, think they only the, they only have five. So in Division Two, but um, yeah, it's a big big game for PCA. You know, long road trip over to East Tennessee. So, but yeah, um, I th I think PCA's got a chance. You know, if it, if it is for, I think they've got a chance to make the playoffs. We here at Main Street Media believe that these young student-athletes deserve recognition for all their hard work. So we'd like to nominate the best of the best every week and announce this week's Rutherford County Player of the Week. Monty, who's earning the honor this week? I'm going to have to go repeat. I mean, 220 yards on eight carries. I'm going to have to go with Eli Wilson. I think he might be a... A Mr. Football finalist. You know, I don't know about all the other players across the state in that division, but uh, I mean the, the the numbers he's put up along on a team that has other people that put up numbers. You know, you look around him. You know, there's people three carries 58 yards, two catches 74 yards, whatever the case may be. Um, he's not their only weapon, but I mean. You know, he, he's just getting max out of the carries he gets, and it's been impressive. They're going to need him this week, won't they? Oh, yeah. They'll need every yard this week. <laughs> Eli Wilson's going to have to, to really have a good game to solidify that win uh, against Friendship Christian. We invite you to submit your Player of the Week picks to the email address below. Uh, now let's go to Monty's interview with Eagleville head coach Floyd Walker. We're pleased now to be joined by Eagleville football coach Floyd Walker. And, Coach, a big win last night, uh, homecoming week. I know you like to let your guys have fun, but uh, it comes with distractions sometimes. But uh, you got through it pretty easily. Uh, yeah, we did. Mine, it was a big week for us. It was a big week for the kids. Uh, a lot of good things going on around here. Uh, and we got the win, too, which makes it a lot. A little bit nicer and a little bit more enjoyable anytime you can get your win on homecoming. Well, 35 nothing. Um, Eagles, um, kind of a new twist in this game. You went with uh, Will Becker, quarterback. I know when I talked to you back going into the season, which really doesn't seem that long ago, but we're halfway home right. already through the regular season, you said you really wanted to see him get better because you thought he had a chance. And I guess with him now in the lineup, and he certainly responded with, um, you know, over 200-yard passing, three rounds, and a rushing touchdown. It allows you, to, that backfield, to get a little more, maybe a little more potent. It does. It gives a little. It, it gives us a little bit more options as far as run, pass, things go. Uh, we've always wanted to stretch the field from sideline to sideline, end zone to end zone, and that allowed us to do it a little bit last night, but you know, we did. We still played Brody at quarterback some, played him at tailback some too. So it was a nice changeup for us. It was a nice changeup for all the kids. And, and I'm sure from a kid's point of view, it's a little bit more enjoyable when you know you're going to get to play on Friday night. And defensively, um, I tell you, every time you send stuff in, I see Marshall Spann, Noah yeah, Lillard, Marshall. people yeah. like that. Hey, they, they've been playing. They've been playing for us for a lot of years. And, Marshall's been pretty much a starting linebacker for us for the last three years, and he's he's doing a super job. He's trying to be fiscal. He's trying to get to the ball. He's got a lot of things on his plate as far as making all the defensive calls and defensive checks, but it's, it's, it's fun to watch him succeed. You come into this game, you had dropped a couple uh, tough region games against really good opponents. Um, I you know, talking off air, you know, Collinwood turned out maybe to be even better than some thought they were going to be. Going into this game, I know it's still early to 
push a panic button or nothing, but you guys really need something good to happen for you, didn't you? Oh, hey, well, anytime you lose two in a row, you need something good to happen for you. And uh, yeah, we, we were struggling a little bit, so we really didn't worry about this, this past week of practice who we were playing as much as we were just trying to make sure we weren't we weren't trying to create self-inflicted wounds as kind of speak. We we had a bunch of penalties, a bunch of unnecessary penalties like false stars, things that we could control. So we just we went into this week just trying to control what we can control, make the plays that we're fully capable of making and and I thought our kids responded well to that. Well you've got Wayne um County coming up this week. Uh, some some road trips in your uh, region are just a uh, hop, skip, and jump down the road. Other right. ones uh, <laughs> require you leaving pretty pretty early <laughs> in yeah, the afternoon, almost. So, uh, talk yeah. about Wayne County and the um, the you know the what they present to you. Well, what they'll do is they they make you become gap responsible or assignment responsible. They're gonna run a version of a, what people call split back there where you'll have a dive with the opportunity for the quarterback to give it to the back or keep it or, or pitch. It's kind of like the old school option type of deals where somebody's going to have to be responsible for the dive. Somebody's going to have to be responsible for the quarterback and somebody's going to have to be responsible for pitch and while still trying to defend the pass on play action. So it creates a little bit more challenging as far as responsibilities go. Um, Defensively, I'm not real sure what they're going to do. We'll we'll get into that a little bit more later on today or or tomorrow. But um, I think it's going to be homecoming down there, so that's going to be a challenge in itself dealing with them during their homecoming and homecoming festivities. Um, we mentioned this this region's a little different, uh, and the score sometimes I scratch my head week after week. You think something's going to be a good game and it's a blowout. You think one right. team's going to win and the other team ends up winning. So it's a it as it's playing out, it's going to, it's a very challenging region, isn't it? It's a challenging region. It's going to be anybody's game on on Friday night. It was kind of what what everybody kind of thought about. It was going to be Moore County, and then everybody else trying to jockey for it, and it seems to be trending that way. Uh, I think Moore County's got a got a good lead on the on the region right now they should be what two and oh maybe three and oh in the region so it's going to be everybody else trying to jockey for the next three positions as far as the playoffs go but that's something that we will worry about at the end of the season we're just going to try to keep our heads down keep working trying to get better and hopefully be good enough to go into wayne county and get things taken care of all right coach uh we appreciate you joining us today and good luck to the eagles this weekend Thank you, brother. Appreciate you having us on, man. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your pest to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out he's competent he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50-plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. If you're looking for a great deal, look no further than the Yard Sale Store. Our locally owned and award-winning stores stocked with daily arrivals of new items at unbeatable prices. From housewares to sporting goods, floor to furniture, we have everything you need. With our huge selection and discounts up to 90% off retail, you're sure to find exactly what you're looking for. Visit us today at one of our three convenient locations or check out our website, yardsalestore.com, to see our latest arrivals. Watch it! Did that guy even see that girl on her bike? Just like looking for other cars before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes. When a crash occurs between a vehicle and a bike, it's the cyclist who is most likely to be injured. Give cyclists room and do not pass too closely. Riders have the same rights and responsibilities as those behind the wheel. Be aware, be alert. Brought to you by THSO, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. I'm Dr. Webb. I'm the owner and operator of Webb Aesthetic Plastic Surgery here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We offer services for both men and women, breast, body, and face for both. 
I meet with patients who are ready to schedule surgery. We talk about their pre-op appointments, what to expect before surgery, what to expect during and after surgery. We graduated medical school and nursing school the same day, and I had things that I believed in and stood by that I wasn't willing to compromise on. So when he came home, we had to discuss that we were on the same page with how we treated patients and staff. We want them to feel like they're part of our family. Thanks for tuning in here at Tooth Restaurant on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Let's look ahead to this week's matchups and hear who Monty thinks will win the games. Monty is currently 33-11 and 11 on the season, picking winners, which is much better than I can say. It's business time here in Rutherford County as every team is now locked into region play. First up, PCA is traveling to Kings Academy in their uh, first 11-man region game. Will the Lions get two in a row or will Kings Academy hop off the goose egg and get their first win of the year? I know this is a long trip, but I am gonna I'm gonna pick PCA. Going with the Lions. Yeah, they've <laughs> got you know, they've tasted victory. I think this is a a very even matchup, which normally lends itself to picking the home team, but I guess I'll be a homer this week. <laughs> yeah. Pick your Rutherford County That's team, right. you know. forget East Tennessee. We we don't cover them, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Eagleville is looking to get their second win region win of the year when they travel to Wayne County this week. The Eagles would love to get a winning streak going as they move into the second half of the season. Going to go with Eagleville. Uh, this could very well decide whether they're in the playoffs or not. Um, if they win, it don't decide they're in, but if they lose, uh, it's going to be a big, big uphill battle. So I'm going to go with Eagleville. Go Eagles. Smyrna is taking the road this week at McGavick. Will Smyrna get two in a row, or does McGavick mean business as they try to bounce back from a tough loss? Going with the Bulldogs, probably, you know, 14 to 6, something like that. Close um, game. Uh, close, but I like Smyrna. Maybe low scoring. Smyrna's been in a lot of low scoring battles, they have. haven't they? Going with Smyrna this week. Laverne is taking on Cane Ridge at home. Will they be able to get their first region win of the year, or will Cane Ridge get their first win any time this year? Uh, well, it's a tough one. I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm gonna pick Cane Ridge this week. Uh, another close game. You're gonna see a lot of close games in this region. Um, not a lot of people scoring a lot of points, so you know certainly a lot of games are up. They're all up for grabs. And I guess that that could push Cane uh, Ridge for more of an argument in the region if if they were able to come up on. Yeah, that. I don't think they're out of making the playoffs by any stretch. Yep. Riverdale is coming off a big win last week and would like to keep things going strong in region play as they take to the road at Coffee County. You know, last year, um, Coffee County had the best team they ever had, but this is not last year. Um, I think Riverdale wins this pretty easily. Coffee County, they'll, they'll play pretty good defense, um, but I don't think they've got the firepower to keep up with Riverdale, so I'll take Riverdale pretty easily. Riverdale's looking to put up some serious points this week, and like you said, they might not need to. Coffee County uh, has had trouble scoring, so we'll see, we'll yeah. see what happens. We have a battle for first place in Region 5 as Stewart's Creek hosts Antioch on Friday night. I'm going with the Red Hawks. I'm going with the Creek. Um, I think they get a statement win here. And you used to wouldn't have said that, but, you know, Antioch, they're sitting out there 2-0 and in the um, uh, region. And Stewart's Creek's 1-0, and So, but um, I'm going with Creek at home. Knock off the top dogs and take take their spot, huh? That's right. We have another matchup we'll, which will determine who sits on top of their region as MTCS hosts rival Friendship Christian. Man, this one, I've been thinking about this one a lot this weekend. I mean, it's so evenly matched. Um, and I think they're going to play again later in the year in the playoffs. I hope I'm wrong. I'm going to take friendship in a close, close, close one. 
close one. You know what? I'll, I'll take MTCS. We'll put that on the record here there at, you at go. home. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll throw some uh, maybe $5 on it, Monty. What do you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oakland is taking to the road, trying to keep their winning streak going against the Rockvale team, looking to bounce back from a tough loss last week. Oakland. All day, anywhere. Uh, they're just they're a better football team. You know, I know we touched on this last week. People were wigging out when they got beat by a team out of state early in the year. Uh, and now they haven't. They have given up 25 points since losing week two. So, I think they're fine. I'm going Oakland big. Yeah, I mean... Nothing stopping them when they when they're performing at their at their best. Even the starting quarterback being out doesn't seem to really affect them too much. No. So. And now we have this week's Rutherford County Game of the Week. The Rutherford County Game of the Week will always be between two Rutherford County schools. This week, Siegel is going to the other side of Murfreesboro as they take on Blackman. Both teams came up short last week and are hungry, Monty. They are. I think this is a this is a statement game if you're Siegel. This is a game where you you either make your case that you are a true contender in this region, or if you're not. Um, for Blackman, it's probably needed to get to the playoffs. Probably need to win this one. Um, well, it'll be a big feather in their cap if they do. But um, for Siegel, you know, it, it's time now to. For them, I think they've been building the last three years with uh, this bunch. Uh, Coach Renshaw's done a good job building the program piece by piece. And this is just, like I said, it's a, it's a statement game. And I will take um, Siegel. Siegel. And that concludes this week's Rutherford County High School Football Show. Come hang out with us at Toots next Tuesday at 10 a.m. You've been watching the Rutherford County High School Football Show with Murfreesboro Post Sports Editor Monty Hale and Nick Gould. Read this week's Murfreesboro Post for all the latest news about Rutherford County High School sports. The Rutherford County High School Football Show has been brought to you by Webesthetic Plastic Surgery and Med Spa, Moxie Pest Control, The Yard Sale Store, Michael Wilson with First Bank Mortgage, Garbison Construction, and the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest on Rutherford County football.